Hi everybody, Jeff Antoniak here, Digging Deeper Jazz video series. Welcome, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we've got what I hope is gonna be a pretty mind-blowing uh, video today for you. We're gonna be talking about something called parent rhythms as relating to three, four waltzes. To play a three, four waltz and sound really compelling, especially on your own, unaccompanied, is really hard. This is for all instruments, drummers, uh, comping, piano players, any horns, whatever, vocalists. Uh, because we're not going to be talking exactly so much about notes and harmony. Um, we're going to be talking about what is underlying a 3-4 waltz and what we should be thinking and feeling. Okay? So this is actually uh, related to the last video that we did, uh, Parent Rhythms on Calypsos. And Calypso was actually sort of an easy, interesting place to start. So today I want to jump into how to make our jazz waltzes not sound like the world's heaviest, clunkiest Viennese waltz. And that's not a bad thing, a Viennese waltz, but it is a bad thing when we're trying to play some jazz, right? Okay. Well, these uh, videos, as always, are sponsored by Gonzalez Reads. Uh, I love them. I played them forever, and I'd like to thank them very much for the sponsorship. Um, so now, this idea of parent rhythms. Please go back and watch the previous video. I dig into it a little bit more, but the idea is each style, not just of jazz, each style of music has an underlying rhythm that we all need to know what it is. And I'm talking about even a sax player just playing the melody. Like, what do I need to know? If I play the notes on the page, I'm okay. Not true. That's not how it works. You don't just get to have the drummer and the bass player create a good feel and then slap your stuff over top. That's not good. That's not good. The adult musicians that I work with in jazz band masterclass and at our summer camp at Maryland Summer Jazz, this is the kind of stuff we dig into. We're trying to, at whatever level of achievement we're at, we're trying to still get a deeper understanding of the music. You may not have the fastest fingers, you may not know anything about a half diminished chord, but you can learn something about groove, right? Or you could be one of my grad students and have all that stuff and more, but you still need to work on this, right? So I use the example of a Viennese waltz. What is the parent rhythm of a Viennese waltz? What needs to be there for it to sound like a Strauss waltz, classical music, right? So I would say it's this boom, tick, tick, boom, tick, tick, boom, tick, tick. There's a heavy downbeat and then a two and a three that answers it, right? And if you do that just right, it immediately is going to bring to mind some of those great Strauss style waltzes, right? Well, check it out. So most <laughs> jazz groups um, below, you know, even semi-pro and below, that's what you're going to hear the, drum, the drummer doing. This, this heavy clunk, tick, tick, clunk, tick. It's terrible. It is not swinging. That is the wrong parent rhythm. If you're in Vienna and you got a waltz gig, all day long do that. But that's not what we're talking about here. So what do you think the parent rhythm for a jazz waltz is? If it's not that heavy one all the time, maybe that's part of it. And then this two and three answering. So essentially when I'm going clunk, ding, ding, clunk, ding, ding, I'm hitting all three. One, two, three, one, two, three. And I'm saying that doesn't feel very good. So what is the parent rhythm of a jazz waltz? What do you think? What do you think? So I was sort of surprised. And, and this was, you know, after I had my master's degree and everything, no one ever told me this stuff. I went to a great school, North Texas, learned a lot. Eight years of college, actually. Started in Canada, went to North Texas. But in all that time, nobody talked to me about this kind of stuff. There was lots of spe specifics way further than this 
There was lots of talk about everything but this, but it's a, such a valuable concept. So here's what I'm going to tell you. The uh, parent rhythm of a jazz waltz is two dotted quarter notes. So it's one and the and a two. So if I'm counting one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, and, a one, two, and, a one, two, and. It's a hemiola. Two against three. Two dotted quarters. One and the and a two. That's the feel. That gets some of the syncopation. So we have this downbeat that was there in the Strauss Waltz, but instead of clunk, clunk on beat two and three, where everything's heavy and downbeats, they're called downbeats, right? On the beat, on, down, on, down. Jazz is about the syncopation. Jazz is about the in-between stuff, right? So that and a two is the in-between thing. So if I play something like Someday My Prince Will Come, Unaccompanied, no metronome, no band, no drummer to make me just try to sound good. Listen to how I phrase the melody. One, two, three, a one, two. So, as I was playing that, I played almost entirely dotted quarters when I played one, two, three. Now that doesn't fit with the lyrics, some, some, day, my, right? Um, and I was really forcing it. I was being very pedantic, if that's the right word, uh, making you hear it. But that sure sounded like jazz. You wouldn't mistake that for boom, chuck, chuck, boom, chuck, chuck, polka kind of thing, right? That sounded like jazz. I had nobody around me and I was just playing the melody. I don't think I embellished anything, right? It sounded like jazz. Well, guess what? That's the deal. That's what's up with parent rhythms. When you understand the parent rhythm of various styles, it helps you sound legitimate in that style. I'm a Canadian guy of entirely Ukrainian heritage. Uh, I don't know nothing about Vienna and I've never been to Cuba, and I play Brazilian music all the time, I've never been to Brazil. Um, and to those folks' ears, I probably don't sound quite as legitimate as somebody that was born there. That makes sense. I wasn't in the womb listening to Brazilian samba or Viennese waltz, right? There's that little thing that's in there that's hard to get. Um, but when I understand this sort of intellectual key, that gets me from like 20% knowledge to 80 or 85% knowledge. I'm down with that. I'm down with being 85% great in a given style that I wasn't born into, right? So that idea. So what I want you to do is practice three, four songs and get very comfortable with playing that feel. If you listen to John Coltrane Quartet, who had all those, you know, sort of hits, if you want to call them that, um, Green Sleeves and My Favorite Things and some of those uh, Afro Blue, you know, some of those three, four songs. You're going to hear tons from Elvin Jones and from Jimmy Garrison and from McCoy Tyner on the piano comping and playing that dotted quarter note feel. There's a lot to be done there. So practice uh, a melody like that that you can sort of interpret. Um, so that's the main thing I want to tell you today. Um, it's that simple, but it really takes some doing. So give it a try on Someday My Prince Will Come. It's, it's a great tune to try. <laughs>
like that feeling. One, two, and three. One, two, and one, two, and one, two, and. I have a PDF that I want to send you guys. And, uh, with a great simple rhythm to get this feel. Yes, we can play dotted quarter notes, but how about, check this out, if you play four eighth notes, I'm gonna put it up on the screen now. If you play four eighth notes. So if you just play four eighth notes, one and two and, one and two and, one and two and, one and two and. Just playing four eighth notes in a quarter rest, that seems duple. Four eighth notes seems like you're playing one and two, and then the last rest seems like three. That seems like it wouldn't work, but when you play four eighth notes and cut off that last note, one and two and, one and two and, one and two and, one and two and, right? That really works pretty well. So. Uh, give that a try through a three, four, two, one, and two, and one, and two, and you could even flip it around, start on the end of two. But uh, getting deep into the exercises, that's actually getting a little past what I wanted to talk about today. If you just leave this in the previous video, Parent Rhythms on uh, Calypsos, if you leave this understanding that every style, every style has some sort of underlying rhythm almost without exception. Certainly all the styles we would play and call jazz, from funk to calypso to swing to everything else, right? So if you understand that there is something underlying that, and if you understand what it is, it's always a simple rhythm. It's the, the craziest thing um, in, in jazz might be something like the clave rhythm. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, and. So it might take you an afternoon if you've never played clave to learn the rumba clave, the son clave, whatever. My point is the rhythms are not complicated. The things that go on over top of the rhythms, what Elvin Jones does with the anti two is insane, right? What a great Cuban musician does with, with clave, et cetera, et cetera, is crazy. But don't worry about the over top stuff. If you understand what's informing their decisions, also known as the parent rhythm, Wow, that gets you in there. So this is great for listening to and understanding music, but when we start playing, this gives you that key to sort of uh, figure out what to do. So I hope that's helpful. When I heard this, I mean, like I said, I had my master's degree. I've been making my living as a professional musician for 10 or 15 years. I was, I'd sort of figured it out by ear, but it wasn't codified for me like that. So now when I work, with my adult amateur bands, jazz band masterclass, or the summer camp that I do each year. When I tell a band overtly, check it out, I take five minutes and explain this idea, the band sounds, I'm talking about 100% better, 300% better from that nasty boom chick chick where we started off with the Strauss Waltz. As soon as people know the end of two, it's like the light switch goes on. So that's what I'm hoping happens for you today. Send me an email, diggingdeeperjazz, at gmail.com. I'd love to send you the uh, PDF. Thank you for subscribing to these videos. As you know, I'm sponsored by Gonzalez Reads. I'm also open to being sponsored by Maserati and actually uh, any good coffee company too because I drink about a pound of coffee a day. I don't know if you can tell. So thank you so much for being here and uh, we'll see you next time. Take care.